Welcome to Karaoke Talk. I'm Paulie. I'm X. And I'm Juliet. And this is our podcast that's all about Juliet. And talk! Today, uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, we are interviewing the mother of karaoke. Mother! Mother of karaoke. Mom. Um, mother <laughs> of, of, of dance, uh, musical theater. Of creativity. Creativity. Keep going. Of baking. Glamour. Uh, yes. Fabulousness. Uh, never ending beer in the refrigerator. True. <laughs> oh my gosh. And a passion. Store- Passion, Astoria, John Mayer. Vocal intensity. (laughs) Oh my god, we got it. Juliet! Yes! That was embarrassing. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. Uh, So today we are interviewing Juliet. I was in the hot seat a while ago, and now it is Juliet's turn. And we've come with the hard-hitting questions, and yes. we're not going to hold back, Juliet. So Don't just get hold ready back. for it. Eggs. Ready. Yes. So I have my um, helper interviewer, X. Hi. Here. You may remember her from our most recent episode. <laughs> Sorry. X uh, is a karaoke leaguer as well, but more importantly, Juliet's uh, roommate. Yes. So you've experienced <clears throat> Juliet. like my sister. Like her sister. Yes. So you've experienced Juliet on a way more intimate <laughs> level than most people probably even more me correct um so we're gonna get into it right now <laughs> oh are you really ready excited. i'm ready <laughs> so juliet what is your go-to karaoke song um my go i have a bunch but my go-to karaoke song i would say number one is one and only by adele yes yeah, yeah. that is it's your my favorite yes it it's like slow and you don't want to bring the mood down. Which album is that? Is that 21? Yes. Okay. Yes. But I feel like it's it's like a it has a power ballad feel. Mhm. So it really can like be lively even though it's a slow. It's song. a pretty song. I enjoy it. Yeah. And do you have any other like I mean that's your main but um where else do you gravitate to? It's all coming back to me now, which I feel like is half the people's go-to. Right. Um, and Blank Space is one of my number one favorites. Oh, wow. I That's like been to, a minute, though. It, yeah, I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. But I like to re-lyric the line, um, what's the line, all my exes are crazy? Right? I, I'm not familiar. Um, the, oh, all my exes will tell you, the truth is um, they're insane, or I'm insane someone. Okay. But I change it to the truth is they're all gay. Oh, cute. Because the majority of my exes... That's pretty cute. Are gay. That's pretty cute. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of which, um, so you've dated some men who've turned out to be homosexual. I have. Um, One of the main one that we all know about is Brent. That is so true. (laughs) Brent does ream, correct. Um, A nice shade of red now. Yes, he is. So Brent is a former roommate, a former member of, you know, this uh, clan. Slapping Um, the Base clef. What? What? Another shout out. Also, oh, your your living situation, yeah. Yeah. friendship. True. Uh, and he's recently moved to Atlanta. So give us a little bit before we get into the history of Juliet. <laughs> I think we need to share this magical story. Um, and before you tell that story, there is a wonderful photo in Juliet's living room of Juliet and Brent at their high school prom. Yes. Yeah. Um, and apparently there was a you know a love <clears throat> connection. 
Well, one sided. A one sided <laughs> love connection. So tell us about that. Okay, so Brent, Brent was a year older than me in school, and he was in plays with my sister before he was in plays <clears throat> with me. Um, and I like had the biggest crush on him. And then in high school, we became like super, super best friends, like spent every moment together. And it was one of those things where everyone would tell me he was gay, but like I didn't believe them because I was a musical theater girl and like. <laughs> Whatever, he's just nice to me. <laughs> and he wasn't um, out, or, you know. No, 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 no. Okay. But, I mean, still everyone knew but me, but that's besides the point. Um, and junior year, I kind of liked this other guy. Um, his name was Tim. And, but, like, Tim was also weird, so we were, like, all, like, anti-Tim, but I kind of liked him. Anyways, we heard that Tim was going to ask me to prom. And Brent was like, oh, no, he's not. And so Brent, like, went and asked me to prom in front of Tim before. Oh, wow, I did Brent. not know that, Brent. Wow, you sabotaging bitch. Cock blocker. No, but I was so excited because I, like, loved oh him, God. right? Um, oh, and then I up. remember thinking at prom, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the night Brent and Juliet become, like, a couple. But that didn't, like, really happen. Um, like, he didn't go to the after party. You guys had an after party? Yeah, of course we did. Good. (laughs) So he didn't keep going. He didn't go to the after party, but then we were still, like, best, best, best friends. But, like, I'm not... Anyways, fast forward a little bit. Um, he then... I was gonna be a senior in high school. He moved to New York, um, for college. And I was, like, still, like madly like head over heels for him and he absolutely knew that it wasn't like a secret everybody knew um and I there was this one day of my senior year I had this other really really like my other best friend was also um a guy who I dated in fifth grade okay so like it doesn't really count but like everyone used to tell us oh my god you guys are gonna get married and I was like no I'm gonna marry Brent this I is, always forget about this story. Yeah, this is this yeah. is the story of my life. And so there's this one day um, where I went with this other friend to see a show. We like drove like an hour or something. And he told me that day um, that he was gay. He came out to me that day. And at the same time, um, Brent was like being weird with me. And I had decided that Brent got some girlfriend in New York. And I was like completely devastated. Um, and so I wound up telling someone this, and they were like, no, that's not what he, Brent wants to tell you something, that's not what he wants to tell you. And I was like, oh, no, no, why does he want to tell me? And it was that he was gay, so they both came out to me on the same day. On the same day? On the same day. Wow. Um, which is a little that's bit so of an wow. existential life crisis. Oh, no. And I remember just going to my mom and, like, crying. And she's like, and her response was, the guy I went to prom with was gay, too. <laughs> things like with Brent like Brent would make me drink and I'd be like oh hey Brent whatever you say Brent was a bad influence still is lots of girls that do theater that sort of get into the situation of dating gay man after gay man it's kind of because it's 
uh, how do I word this? Like, it's kind of because it's safe and easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get, like, pushed out of your boundaries. So I think that's what it was for mm-hmm. me, that I would like these guys that wouldn't push me farther than I wanted to go, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and, like, as soon as I found out they were gay, like, I no longer had feelings for them. I mean, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. everything was fine. It made Brent and I actually be able to become the best friends that mm-hmm. we really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, we never... We there we have like a six month dark period that happened in college, but other than that, yeah. we've never stopped being friends. Right. So he so he moved up here. So he was living up here for a long time, or no. did he move back? He moved up here his first year of college, which was my senior year of high school, and then he moved back to Florida. Okay. And did the rest of college that's in right. Florida. I knew that. I knew that. Okay. Um, like an hour and a half from where I was in college. Okay. And that's where he met. X. Okay. Yep. So you had then a continuing friendship that wasn't long distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I knew you guys as uh, Juliet yes. Brent. Okay. Yes. We have known each other since he was in seventh grade and I was in sixth. Oh my god, it goes away. That's kind of like me, my best friend Christina. Like I, not that I was a goody goody, but I was very sheltered to a certain age. I was like in a private school and and you know like this this church boy. And then my friend Christina was like, oh, no, come over to the dark side. (laughs) So it was the same sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, yay. I didn't... (laughs) And so... Oh, right. So he he came out to you when he was here in New York. He was in New York, yeah. Okay. He had a boyfriend. And can I... Am I allowed to say this without getting in trouble? Can I tell you who that boyfriend is? Because it's funny. It all connects back. I know who it is. Yes, it all connects, guys. So then, um, the second I've lived in New York two times. The second time I lived here, um, I did a cabaret, um, and then since have done two more cabarets at the same location. The guy that owns the place. Oh, okay. That is the guy from the way we did. Okay. Yes, that yes, is the guy right. that Brent was dating when he came out to me. Oh shit! Wow. There you go. <laughs> wow, that's funny. That's. Really I have funny. not dated a gay man since. Mm. My junior year of college. I had a, a serious situation in college where a girl had a, a big crush on me. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's now, good. I mean, I, we haven't hung out in a while. But she then became a good friend of mine. But she uh, professed her love to me while vomiting in a toilet. Wow. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a fun story. Oh, well, really Should I elaborate or no? It's about you can. Julia. No, no, you totally can. It's just it's a it's it was a similar situation, but like she, we didn't know each other for a long time, but she had a crush on me, and not that I wasn't out, I was just you know I, we weren't like close friends, and I was just kind of in a period of my life where I wasn't, you know, displaying who I was, you know, as much as I guess I do, <laughs> I do now. Um, so we all hung out one night, and we. I bought, brought over a bottle of limoncello, and for some reason we thought shooting, doing shots of Just the two of you doing No, 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 and there was, like, other people. Okay, so there I was, was like, I, Polly, what are you trying friend, to do? friends, this guy Nick, who is, who is gay as well, was there, and this this other guy, Gary. So there were other gay people there, and then a few other people, and we were okay. hanging out. And she got really sick, and she was vomiting in the bathroom, and, and, and Nick goes in, and he's, like, tending to her, and he comes out of the bathroom, and he goes, Paul, she wants to speak to you. And I was like, okay. And I kind of knew it was coming because I think she was like kind of leading on that she was into it. And so <laughs> through. <laughs> and she's literally, oh she's over God. the toilet and she's like, Ugh. are you gay, Paul? Why <laughs> heaving? Oh my and God. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. 
And she goes, are you sure you're... After another heat. Yeah. She goes, are you sure you're not bi? <laughs> I, it's a valid question. So now we laugh about it and she's like one of my good friends. Yeah. But it happens. I mean, not to like... And she's a musical theater, that's how yeah, we met. Yeah, like not to theater. psychoanalyze other people. But first of all, like, because, and I work with a lot of high school kids, so like I see, I see it now, like I see, yeah. I see them doing it. And I mean, yeah, when you are in the theater realm, you meet a lot of a lot of gay men, you know, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. But also there's like when you there's there's if you meet a guy that's just really nice to you and like wants to listen to you, and you know what <laughs> yes, I mean? Like yes. and you're young and naive, you don't really understand the line of Right. You know, like That's what it is. You, when you're yeah. especially when you're younger, you expect guys to like be jerks because lots of them are usually and so a guy is nice and sweet to you and you know cares about how you look and tells you you look pretty yeah you know yeah, that's so like what it i is. think that's how that's it what happens it is. yeah no i absolutely agree i absolutely agree so i mean like now i totally get it um if a guy tells me he's bi i will run away yeah not, that's wonderful. I good for you, but just because of my history, that's oh yeah, not yeah, yeah. You don't want to go down that road. I mean, you know, their their bisexuality but, is a thing. There are people who are bisexual, but the, just for Juliet specifically, Juliet. I'm going to say that's not a good that's idea. That's not a good idea. Um, as soon as a guy is nice to me or like compliments what I'm wearing, I'm like, oh shit, oh, like no. he must gay. be gay. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting story. All right, so let's take a quick break. We'll break there, and then we'll come back, and we'll get more into Juliet and karaoke and, oh. and, and theater and whatnot. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Okay, so we are back with Juliet. So now, Juliet, we now that we've got that out of the way. <laughs> yes. Um, That's really what was on everybody's <laughs> Yes, because so. I was wondering. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have more questions on my last one? like, They'll, no, we're they, done. They come up. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Um, okay, so you have a theater background, so take us back. So I know your mother uh, is a musical theater actress. Uh, I know she's a musical theater teacher, right? Am I? Am I so, okay. so yeah, yeah. So my mom is a theater teacher. She actually just retired, but um, she is directing the show now, and she'll be back teaching when she's allowed to, which mm-hmm. is in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually... My mom became a theater teacher because of me. She was an English teacher most of my life. Um, I, like, did dancing. I started dancing when I was two. So I've been, like, in dance classes and all of that. Right. Um, Amazing choreographer. Thank you. Thanks. Um, And, yeah, it was just, like, the natural progression of my life that I did theater. I really didn't have... No one else really did that in my family Mm -hmm. um, except that... My mother is a very outgoing theatrical human. I love her so and we all, much. We, my family is very, very artsy. So I guess that's where the inspiration came. Um, and then when I was a junior in high school, um, our theater teacher had a series of mini strokes while dressed as the Bride of Frankenstein at um, a Halloween event we were doing. Oh, wow. What? She I was dressed as the Bride of Frankenstein and had a series of mini strokes. Um, she's absolutely fine now. Okay, good. You guys were worried. Um, oh my wow. god, that just gave me such a, an intense feeling. My um, god. And we were like in the middle of our musical, right? And we were not, you know, this sounds like a wow. typical like teen high school movie, right? <laughs> we were not going to be able to like go forth with the program, but my mom was an English teacher at our school. And so my mom took on all of the theater stuff 
so we could still have a program for the rest of the year. Um, she loved it. And so then she became our drama teacher, and she's been doing that for the past, I don't know, however many years that's been. 13 years, maybe? So you, okay, so I always, I was under the uh, impression that your mom was your influence on why you went into theater, but it was no, the other way around. the other way around. Nice. Um, I mean, but my mom, like, my mom had a teaching TV show when I was young, so, like, she's always kind of been theatrical, but yeah. no, she's actually never been in a show. Oh, wow. Um... Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I wish when I was little, I don't even know why. She was watching The Bodyguard, and I was like, not allowed to watch it. I was in a different room. But she did. She like called me. She's like, Juliet. Well, Julie, because I didn't go by Juliet till college, but it's fine. Um, but she called me out to watch Whitney Houston saying, I will always love you. Uh-huh. Which, so like, my mom kind of did this to me, like, by accident. Like, I don't think she did that to my sister, but she like knew that, like, that's something that, like, and seeing that, you know, like change my so life. So she I saw that she nurtured that 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 part of you. Yeah. Nice. Um, put a pin in that. What was this... so racy about the bodyguard, though? I mean, I was really young when the bodyguard. Came like out. how? Like how old? I mean, it was the early nineties, right? Yeah, it was. I think it came out in ninety two. I was five. I guess there's a lot of violence in it. Oh yes. Just for a four or five year old, like it's definitely rated it. R. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, a really? Yeah. Man. I didn't think it was... And again, she let me see Pretty Woman when I was like nine, so... Well, that's That's, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you are also... I mean, so now your father is a playwright. So so that's that's what's so funny about all this. Growing up, my whole life, my dad was an architect and a builder. Right. Um, But he, yeah, his his degree is from Columbia in English, where he wrote a bunch of plays. But that kind of was like not something he did my whole life growing up. And um, then, you know, my family was against me studying theater in college, and then they were like, you're so talented, you should do it. Why were they against it, though? Was it the monetary thing? Yeah, it was just, it was the fear of it. I mean, I originally wanted to go to college in New York, and they were like, you're not, you know, like, I had, I didn't have to pay for college by going in Florida, so, but they, like, they did get behind it rather quickly. They were like, you're really talented, this is what you should do, which, you know awesome parents thank you for that um but then when i graduated college and i did a showcase up here brent to go back to brent was actually doing um a play in a festival called the strawberry one act festival and my whole family was up here so we all went to see his play my dad's like i want my play to be in this festival so that was when my dad pulled out one of his plays that he wrote back in college that he had not touched since then and entered it into that festival. And that's how my dad got back into playwriting. Mm-hmm. Well, that, oh, was that, oh. too, that was in Salamander Stew. That was Salamander Stew. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. So that's like how... And that, no, no, when you did it with wow. Megan, that was Fringe, though, right? That wasn't... We first did it in the Strawberry One Act okay. Festival, and then a couple months later, we did it in Fringe. Oh, interesting. So really, wow. only in the last three or four years, five years maybe, yeah. has your dad kind of... Uh, resurfaced being a playwright. Yeah. But you, but I mean, be that as it but may. it's always been there. It's always been there. And so you, you've always been surrounded by this artistic nurturing atmosphere. Um, and then that is what creates Juliet. That is what created me. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so you, you uh, so musical theater in college. Actually, theater in college. It was just not theater. Not Yeah, well, I, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. So um, yeah. I got a BFA in theater and mm-hmm. I minored in dance and focused on contemporary choreography if mm-hmm. you want to be a dork. 
yeah. um, Noah that I studied. Yeah. Um, That's and, not modern. Da- no, my, my, you're right. Modern yes. dance is very different. Well, so, is a modern dance more so, abstract? So I say yeah. contemporary choreography because that's what people understand. But technically, my degree it was in modern. It was modern dance. It was modern okay. Because I, um, when you say contemporary choreography, I think like you know Lady Gaga. Yeah, that's yeah, contemporary yeah. choreography. It's contemporary as in that it's now choreography. Yes. No. Right. I mean like if you watch a So You Think You Can Dance episode, right? And they say, oh, the person has contemporary. That's actually. A, a pull off uh, of, of modern, modern dance, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I took a, a semester of modern wow. dance as an elective. It was interesting. You what? I took a semester. Hi. <laughs> I took a semester of modern dance as an elective in college. What's, yeah. Wow. What's so interesting. You could take it instead of a gym. Yeah. Like they, they really? You, yeah. There are so many different <laughs> but, <yeah>. styles and manners <laughs> of modern dance that like you could really get completely different things depending on you know, who you're mm-hmm. learning from. Right. But yeah, and that, so I didn't really sing in college. I did a couple musicals, but I mostly did straight plays. Yeah. Um, and then I got back into musical theater being in New York because, I don't know why, because there's kind of like more of a, there, there are more auditions. It's easier because yeah. I'm not necessarily a film actress. Like, I wouldn't mind being a film actress, but I don't have any experience. Well, no. And New York is, this is the city of theater. Um, right. So you can get um, into film here, but that's more of an L.A. thing. Um, and I love musical theater, but I love, I'm, I'm getting really dorky. I'm sorry. It's I love it's your podcast. Yeah. I love the truth in theater and, like, realism and real <clears throat> connection and emotion. And to me, that's lost in most musical theater. So that's where, like, my slight dislike of musical theater comes from Mm -hmm. you know like the very overproduced like yeah so money maker yeah Yeah. the money maker it's a money making machine the musical theater that I like to do is like realistic and comes from like a place of like an actor singing and dancing rather than Mm -hmm. musical theater performing yeah so we can segue we can segue (laughs) into (laughs) like I just understood you more So we can segue into Freefall Frostbite. Oh, that makes sense. So it's so, and that's basically, so this is uh, a play that your father wrote. Yep. And it was a continuation of Salamander Stew, this, this play that he wrote in college that I, I didn't know. Um, and so that, that's basically what's happening there is it's a musical theater piece that's telling a story. Yeah. Uh, telling a story and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, providing a message, we'll, we'll say, uh, to the, you know, it's a lot more in depth where, you know, like basic musical theater, not basic, but musical theater is more about the music, where I would say this is probably more about the story and, and you know, where music is kind of just like this, not that it's an afterthought, but it's just kind of, it's just a, an aesthetic of, of the show, um, where it's more about kind of... Um, it's, so it's more of a, like, I know back when we did Freefall Frostbite, it came across to me very Brechtian. Yeah. Um, and Bertolt Brecht, I mean, you probably don't know who yes. that is, is a playwright, uh, uh, you know, would we say the 50s, 40s, 50s? I, I forget so. his. Yeah. And he, he created this type of theater called epic theater, mm-hmm. which was very political theater. You know, there was a lot of commentary. Oh, yeah, what was 40s? Because he did a lot of World War II Nazi. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, so he, he was very much... Um, uh, it, it was political pieces and he was kind of informing his audiences about like sad truths of life 
you know, about things that were going on in the world that people necessarily, you know, weren't informed about. Um, and I would say Freefall Frostbite kind of does a very similar thing where it is informing an audience about, uh, you know, not to, to give away what's happening, but it's, it's, um, you know, about the illusion of life, pretty absolutely. much. Absolutely. You know, the, we all walk, you know, you can explain Yeah, it no, I absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, for a while, had an issue with it being called a musical, and I wanted it to be called a play with music, because I think there's just sort of a, a perception of what a musical is, but luckily there's this thing happening, which is new musical theater, and I think that new musical theater is what I'm kind of talking about, kind of starting with the idea of, Next to Normal. Did you guys see Next to Normal? I I didn't see it, but I'm I'm aware. Next to Normal show, is yeah. like no. one of the most brilliant things ever because it's it's real acting and real storytelling, and that's sort of what the the crux of it is. Yeah. Um, Alice Ripley is everything. She's I everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to follow her on. I mean, I used to follow her on YouTube. She posts the weirdest stuff, but um, she's she's hilarious. apparently crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but like good crazy. She's a out Love there, you, yeah. Alice Ripley. Please yeah. be my friend. Yeah. Um, where is I going with that? Oh, sorry, I interrupted. No, that, that's okay. I just don't remember. No musical um, theater. So yeah. it's, it's so, so free. I'm saying free frostbite informs the audience about the illusion of life. Yeah. Um. And I, so I was thinking the other day. I was like, what genre is this show? Because, you know, when you kind of are, like, casting and looking for people, you have to be able to say, this is realism. This is, you know, experimental. This is, what is this? Yeah. And so, I think the identity of this show I'm kind of trying to hone in on, but I think it's kind of a new genre, mm -hmm. which um, I'm going to call experimental realism. Ooh. Um, which I think are two things that generally don't go together, because mm -hmm. when you think experimental, you think, like, this sort of weird you know using your bodies to tell a story and that it has like i don't know it kind of like yeah defies normal conventions but then at the heart of realism is this idea of having a real conversation with real emotions and that part is true mm -hmm. and so this show comments on who we are as people and what we believe in this sort of abstract setting and that has the that is the music element and the mm -hmm. movement element but mm -hmm. then at the core of it the emotions and the connections between some of the characters have to be completely real mm -hmm. um and that's what i want to focus on i think the most in this production is that mm -hmm. that realism part yeah because i think in the first one we really got the the yeah. outside part yeah. Yeah. right but i think we have to get yeah. to the inside of the human connection. So, I mean, who... Wow. Yeah. Look at... This is good. Alex, <laughs> I love you so much. Sorry. <laughs> so what... What? Who are you speaking to? What? What's the demographic in this? It's it's our generation, I would say. I absolutely think it's our generation. Um, I think it could also speak to people who are maybe a little bit older than us, who kind of gave up on their dreams before they were ready to. Mm -hmm. Um. And I hope that it also can work for the generation a little bit younger than us who is on the precipice of deciding if they should be doing what they're doing or if they should change sort right. of their life path. Right. Like, it's very much about the life path, an artist life path. And, like, do you want to continue on that? Right. But that can, you know, equate to anything. But mm -hmm. do you want to 
continue on this sort of free-spirited track, or do you put down roots? Mm-hmm. Which is, I kind of, I think, I don't know, I feel like everyone no, it's, I it's, know it's, is so something we talk about mm-hmm. on a, the regular basis. Like, how how do does someone who's 29, who's a freelance choreographer, put down roots? And, and director. Of, and director. Put down roots and have both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I agree. I also think it's, and, and this is my opinion, and yeah. you can tell, tell me if I'm wrong, I think it speaks to the younger generation, even in the aspect. There's, there's a really big commentary on, so f- what Freefall Frostbite is, we, and we could explain that. Yeah, uh, okay. we can. In the play, it's explained as the death of, your, of someone's illusion. So, like, the illusion of life. So when you think of, like, the younger generation... 90 probably 95 percent of their lives is an illusion you know they living on social media uh projecting themselves uh you know in a in a very false way most of the time meaning through social media you know when, when you're when you're speaking via text or you're speaking on social media you're projecting yourself in a very rehearsed way you're not being your true oh my god self. absolutely and so i think it, it 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 speaks to the generation in that way of letting go of all of that kill that part of yourself and be your most truest self absolutely that's absolutely what this show because i would say i mean our generation and younger i would say is the most guilty of that i mean i think this is unfortunately a very ingenuine generation just because of the effect of social media and and devices and like communication like not face to face but like via text uh and so i think it i mean it might be a little in depth (laughs) but i i think it's it speaks to that as well but i think that's sort of that's how we're we're transitioning the music to sort of help um the the show is written from a very um high intellectual place right um and we're really trying to for lack of a better word help dumb it down a little bit because your father is absolutely brilliant he's brilliant he is Absolutely yes, you brilliant. are, Michael. But I would say probably too brilliant for an audience. Right. So, <laughs> so you didn't need to be dumbed down. So we really yeah. tried to dumb it down, and that's what I also think the music kind of, it doesn't help dumb it down, but it helps really help things dr- yes. get driven home. Yes, there's a lot of big um, words. Yeah, a lot of big words. <laughs> a lot of so, SAT words. And so with the music, <laughs> with the music, we can add in choruses, which help things right. get repeated, which help you understand more. Um, but yeah, I think I was having a conversation with someone today via text and we were arguing via text though neither one of us was angry at the other one but text is such a false way to communicate Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that it's it's we had no idea we weren't fighting until i was like can i call you and we called and we spoke to each other we were totally fine right but like i think i think younger people don't even realize how much they're sort of living in this fake, yeah, the fake world. It's, and it's it's calculated, you know, and it's uh, you know, just like texting someone you like, you know, yeah. you start talking to this person and he, you know, says someone and and we and we're all guilty of it. We go, oh my god, look what he said. What should I say? Should yes, I, I texted you that. Yes, this week. Everyone. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we ever, we're all guilty of it, but I yeah. think there some people constantly live in that state of mind. And are not aware of the fact of, you know, you're not being genuine. You're not being your genuine self. And also, 
you're not being genuine to whatever this potential relationship is. It's like you're building a possible relationship on lies so that when you then definitely, you when you eventually meet each other, it's like, oh, you're nothing like how you were on the text because now you got to answer me. You know, I'm going to say something to you and you got to answer me it's right true. now in this moment. It's and it's, true. and it's, it's, you don't, you don't know how to react in this situation. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's a, a big social commentary being made in free fall frostbite as far as that is concerned as well, yeah, and, you know, letting and, go of all of that. And yeah, and the, and there's so many questions in the script of, you know, like a big central point, and we can talk about this without giving it away. A big central point is, you know, the show's about this guy named Steven, and he has a girlfriend in it. Um, and there are questions as to, is their relationship real? What is the truth in their relationship? But it's not just the illusion of their relationship. It's the illusion of other things in his life and how that stops him from being able to see the truth in that relationship. Yeah. You know, like we're all in so many different illusions. And it's so weird for me because I'm the type of person who can't help but say what I think at most points in time. You know, like that's just Juliet, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Gets me into trouble. Um, but so social media for me for a while, I was having... I like stopped being on Facebook for a while because I would see other people's lives via Facebook and their lives looked so much better than mine, if that makes sense. Right. And I couldn't separate real life from what they were showing me. Mm-hmm. Did you guys well, have that? Is that just... Yeah, no, no, no. But, but, yeah. but that, is, that is the exact... That's Let's... what it is because no one's life is how it's portrayed exactly. on oh, no. you know you're at a fun party you know and they're yeah. posting these selfies where they're living it up but then you're there and like everyone's just staring at their phone yes, yes. and like yes. you just created that one moment and then everyone just went back to staring at their phone yep. and yawning and not having a good you know so that, that and that's another effect of social media people who are that's not real it's yeah. not real you know we you know you're not gonna you're you're not going to, you know, just put yourself, you know, just waking up, you know, w- with bedhead and, you know, morning everyone, <laughs> you know, you're going to, you're going to put your, everyone puts their best self and yes. how they want their lives to be perceived by other people. I want to call out Alicia Keys for a second. Oh, okay. I love Alicia Keys. Okay. okay? Is this about the no makeup thing? Yes. Okay. If my face looked like Alicia Keys's face... Yes, I would also post no makeup selfies all the time and not wear makeup. Like, true. I love I you, Alicia, but you need to look different to be able to <laughs> yes. really make that she's, statement. Because oh, you're saying she's a very pretty woman. Yes. Naturally. Yes, okay. she's beautiful. You know, and that's it. That's my, I love Alicia Keys, though. Okay. She's awesome. Okay. But. So, but I guess, you know. We digress a little bit, but yeah, sorry. I just thought about it, so I had to share it. Uh, um, so you know, I think a, a very important uh, play, uh, and I, I really do wish you guys the best. Like I, I really want to see this like go somewhere because I think it's like many other you know plays and pieces that are out there. I think this is an important show uh, that people need to see. Thanks. Yeah, and I hope people will see it. Yes. Put down your phones for, like, a nice... And come see some theater. Yeah, you know. I mean, not until the fall, but... Um... <laughs> it'll be there, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing it. <laughs> All right, let's take another quick break, and then we will be back with more Julia. 
tonight is the last night of season 27, and that means it's semifinals, finals, and awesome round night. If you've been a part of season 27, we'd like to say a big thank you and congratulations. You are rock stars. Everyone that's competing tonight in semis and finals, break all of your legs. And anyone that's performing in the awesome round tonight, well, you get to drink more with me and Polly, so really, we will have more fun than those that are competing. And if you can't wait for season 28, just like Polly and I, don't worry, because it's just around the corner. We're going to take a little break, but our mixer for season 28 will be on Wednesday, July 12th. And that season, season 28, will begin on Wednesday, July 19th. So go to nyckarioke.league.com and sign up right now because you can already sign up even though it's a month away. And in our off season, you should catch up on your episodes of Karaoke Talk with Juliet and Polly. Give us that five-star rating and maybe even leave a comment. So we're back with we're back with Juliet for our third <laughs> our third segment. Uh-huh. And uh, so Juliet, we've learned you're a musical theater. Well, you're a theater person. You're an actress, not so much musical and director theater. and choreographer and a director and a trifecta trifecta. And so now karaoke league. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise, because this is karaoke talk. <laughs> So this is a story people might have heard before. However, uh, so you got uh, involved with karaoke how? Okay. So as I said before, I lived in New York twice. So um, I I became really, really good friends, one of my best friends, Megan, the first time I lived in New York, which is when I did um, some of those shows. Um, And then when I moved back, Megan and I had always kind of talked about doing karaoke league. We heard it existed. She saw an ad on Facebook. We signed up. We, like, forced some of you guys to do it with us. I um, didn't feel forced. I wanted to. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I really was, did. You know, but it was like, we're doing this. It was a way for us to get to see each other each week. Um, and then, here's a fun fact. Cullen actually talked to Megan. Yes, about Megan becoming... Um, the league manager of karaoke. Yes, because technically wasn't oh, Megan well. the captain for our Ma- Megan was really the captain of Slap the for the first season, wasn't she? For the first season maybe. Yeah. And then it, it became then, you very quickly, but yes. I think like he Megan was really like the first person of Slap the Bass Clip that Cullen really like got yeah, to know. Yeah, they also both come from the same town in Texas. Right, so they Lubbock, this, Texas, like, Lubbock, which Texas. also Bu- Buddy Holly is from, apparently. Interesting. Yes. I only know that from Megan, because I feel like she's mentioned that. Buddy Holly is from Lubbock, oh Texas. Oh my gosh. Yes. So they had this like Make great... Make rest in peace. They yeah. had like a very good um, relationship because of that. So he talked to her, because um, our team like came in and we were like fresh blood and we were all very, very you know, excited and into it. So he talked to her about her taking over. And I think she thought about it, but, like, you know, Megan has, like, a nine-to-five, like, real job. And she's like, you know, Juliet's a freelancer. Like, this seems like the thing for for Juliet. And Colin's like, okay, great. 
Um, <laughs> sure. And I feel like I kind of, at the beginning, he, like, let me do a few things, and then a few more things, until, sl- like, slowly I just completely took it over from him. Yeah, well, that's but how But he loves any, it. Yeah. He loves it. It was a trial um, period. It was a trial period. I mean, some things that I do, like the whole, like, decorations of um, finals, like, I do that because that comes from... I, I like to decorate things. But it you also know, makes it a of, lot of fun. I've kind of infused some some Juliet. Yeah, you definitely single handedly <laughs> changed the karaoke. You did. I mean, it's not at all what it was when we used to do it. Yeah. Um. So, congrats. Thanks, thanks, guys. I feel like this is really um a, a very very uh self-serving episode going on. Be, but it's about Juliet. I know. It's supposed to be. Um, suppose, but I felt the same way with mine. I just thought I was talking. I'm like, does anyone head. find this interesting? No. Um, like, yeah. let me just let me just should I just give out my phone number? Like, yes. hey guys, I'm a great person. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So I mean, but it it happened, and now we have what we've called the the Juliet dynasty. I I've coined that term. But yes, but I thought we decided it's the Juliet and Polly dynasty. Yes, but sure. Just but I I am just a mere gesture of the court which is true and i'm not i'm not you know being i think that's the truth of it you run karaoke league and thank you for like putting my name in there as well You're but welcome. juliet definitely does like 95 <laughs> percent oh and i just sh- i show up on wednesday nights and and you know i'm the mc yeah we can say that i am um oh god what's his name uh from and i don't know why i'm why Moulin Rouge is my is my um yes. Yes. reference, but I'm, I'm Ziddler. I'm Harold Ziddler. Yes. You totally are. Yeah. Wait, does that am I um is it Fantine? You're Satine. Well, yeah, but you're more like corporate than that too. Like, yeah, you you know what I mean. Like, she was I'm just like the, she was just meets talent, Claire though. Underwood, like the two of them together. No. Yeah. Well, no, because <laughs> you're you're more important than that. Like, granted, she was the talent, but like you you run it. Like, right, yeah. I'm saying, I said meets happen. Claire Underwood. Who's Claire Underwood? House of Cards. Oh, I don't. Watch oh, yeah, it. I don't watch it. Don't I'm watch sorry. It. That's it's on my list. It's on okay. My list a lot of shit. Well, she's list. a big deal. She runs a lot of shit. <laughs> so. Sorry, I just. Excuse me, I it's just okay. pulled an axe. I had a burp. It's, I'm sorry. It's okay, guys. Just <laughs> it's let like, it so out. It's Coronas, they're they're bubbling. Right? I did not burp. <laughs> Good for really? you. No, of course I oh. burp, but I would never in public. What? Really? You don't burp in public? No. No. That's a lie. Burping is so totally fine. Burping is okay. When's the, when have you seen me burp in public? But I mean, if it was like out Never. loud, that would be one. I mean, if you were oh just my like, gosh. that'd be. People do that. Okay, but you you don't <laughs> omit gas from your esophagus in public? <laughs> How is that? That's not possible. physically possible. Like, it'll happen. Can we talk about what I wear to carry <laughs> No, we're going to talk about, about gas. Burps. We are on the subject Come. of gas. Yes. Damn it. Everyone burps. How is this on my video? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I do it 24 Do you want to talk about that guy I really dated from karaoke league? Anything to change the subject. No. That was a joke. No, we've ta- I was going to say. That's not what I really want to talk about. I, I just wanted know. to stop talking about the other right, thing. But I only said no because we've talked about it like five times already. On the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, okay. So we run, so Juliet runs karaoke league. Yes. And so basically like no tea, no shade to what it was when we first joined, but it was Pretty much people just showed up, performed, and went home, where now it's been said a community has sort of been created, and I'm going to say that's because of you. Yes, and good friendships as well. 
Friendships have been created. Exactly. I would not have known. It's, it's, you know, we have the surprise twists Mm -hmm. that we didn't have. Um, you know, which which forces, uh, you know, a social interaction and also forces people to kind of have more fun with it and not sort of like take it to this competition where like we've gone from we're we're called karaoke league. But when we first joined, it was very much karaoke competition where now we're back to a league where a league is more kind of about community and and just having fun and enjoying the, the moment. I would say between 80 to 85% of people find me like very welcoming and like inviting and that's really made things. But I mean, there's another 15, 20% that um, they're not on the Juliet train and that's okay. Okay, but so let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. So, but <laughs> what? what? did you whisper? I'm not going to say no, that. No, don't. Just the mic is hot. Yeah. No. Okay. But, uh, she said that's because they're not nice. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, there are people who definitely feel that oh way my about God, me. It's, it's okay. Not, that's first of all, life. we're that's human life. beings. Yeah. We're, stop, because you can... Oh, oh, oh shit! A microphone. Okay. It's a hot mic. Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me when it's over. Okay, got it. Um, so, you know, we're human beings. Yeah. And we have moments, certainly I've had, you know, moments where I've, I've not shown my best self in the karaoke. Room because it is a bar and people Absolutely. are drinking and you know it's it's you know that that's what happens um, you know so everyone has a good and a bad side but I will say that um, you know it's it's become something very different that it, it used to be and I think you've created a a little bit of a gem thanks and just put a pin in that and I will be the person to go out there and make can call it a shady comment you can call it whatever you want but we are still you know all these years later the only successfully run karaoke league in new york city so yes congrats juliet fixel juliet juliet sorry that's okay for making that happen it's okay if you want to stalk me you go right ahead as long as it's positive stalking i'm all about it Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think you've done some good because who, who knows if it would still be around at this point, three years, four years, however long, you know, yeah. since we, yeah. since you became yeah, totally the manager. True. So good job, girl. Mm-hmm. Thanks, dude. Keep going at it. <laughs> Wait, I thought I could retire now. Yeah, you can't no. retire. Are you kidding me? We're just starting. <laughs> I know. This is just the beginning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am going to say that I have had a wonderful three connected seasons, but like, yay, we have a break. Who is <laughs> excited? I am excited. I am excited. I'm pretty um, excited. Yeah, this is, I, so this was a jam-packed <laughs> year for Juliet and I. We've had karaoke every Wednesday since January. And usually we do, so uh, I would say a season is six weeks. So like a month and a half. And then usually we take about that same amount of time yeah. off. And then come back for another season, but someone had the brilliant idea, and I'm gonna say it was a brilliant idea because they was it was I think it, it was three successful well. three successful seasons, but we've kind of not had a break. And I usually I'm I don't mean I don't want to jinx it because I don't want to get sick, but like I was there for every Wednesday. I know. Usually, like there's a Wednesday I'm not there because I have the plague because I don't take care of myself. But I've been doing a multivitamin. I've been Very taking nice. my vitamin D. Good for you. I know. Shit. I hope I don't jinx it now. I don't want to get do. sick. Yeah. But yeah, no, we we did we 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to this hiatus that we're going to have. Though, can I mention that the day after finals, I am flying to Florida for this summer camp? And I'm just like, I don't really know if I'm going to get a break. Like, I don't I don't know if break is really in the cards for me. You're going on a real vacation. Well, I, that, that is true. In this break, I'm going on a real vacation, but then also I have a vacation from... I get my Wednesdays back, basically. Yes. yes. Wait, when does it come back on? When is the next season? July 14th, right? Is our mixer, the mixer, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I. what's funny is that I say that now, but, like, I'm going to miss everyone. Yeah, no, I, I definitely miss it, but I look forward to having break. Wednesdays. Like, to me, oh I don't know God. what a Wednesday night is like. Oh, my God, I know. It's been a minute. I mean... <laughs> You know, like, if everyone wants to go to brunch with us, great. Let's see him on a Sunday. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Right? Another day of the week. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's it. That's it. I mean, we learned a lot about it. We've, we've ex- definitely gone down many avenues. I think this yes, is a very I... meaty and in-depth podcast. I, was. I, I hope I really so. enjoyed it. I, I mean... actually learned a lot more about <laughs> you, Jules. <laughs> And you, Molly. Hey. I was like, all right. Hey. Um, this actually, this episode will have a bloops the week after, but this is gonna we're gonna have a karaoke talk, little little break as well. Yes. Just until we have the next season, it'll be like maybe three, four weeks. Max. You know. But we'll we're um, gonna take a little hike. It's the summer. We all need um, a little vacation. We'll be um, just like your favorite TV shows. Take a break. Yeah, your take a much longer podcast break. Podcast is gonna take a break as well, which will give you um, an opportunity to catch up if you're behind. Yeah. You know, if you've missed any, you should go back and re-listen to them. Um, and we'll be working on our lineup for season three of Karaoke Talk. <laughs> I didn't realize we were doing seasons. Oh yeah, I've, I've been calling okay. this season two. Okay. Okay. Right. 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 Because when when that was with. Which what with the started, Megan episode was it? The that was all in season two. We had that big. We had season one, right? And then season two. Okay. <laughs> that was a snort. If you can understand what that sound was. Um, no, that bloops. So Marge, this, is Marge, last, this is our last episode before the break. Before right? the break. Okay. Um, Marge was the first episode of season two. That's we right. just did a bloops in the middle of season two because it was meaty. Right. We had a lot going on. So this will be our last one, then we'll have bloops. Oh, and then hey, I'm going to miss you guys. Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I mean, everyone enjoy your summer. Yes. Uh, you know, we're going to have a summer karaoke league season. Hags, as you used to write in yearbooks, right? Have a great summer. Hags. Oh, I never, oh, did, I never that. did that. Oh, well. No, I never did that. Nope. In Jacksonville, Florida, that's what we did. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Like, I'm like, H dot, like, A dot, G dot, S. We didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't summer. do that. It's when you didn't even want to take the time to fully write a sentence in someone's yearbook. You just wrote, Hags. Well, I would get offended if someone wrote that in my yearbook. I would be, like, be You don't have the time to write, have a great summer. Oh. Which, speaking of, it pisses me off to the max, and I'm going to offend a lot of people right now. Do it. When you write HBD for happy birthday, it makes me so angry. Like, on Facebook and stuff like that, when people are like, HBD, I'm like, just say the whole mother flipping thing. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And I'm like... Like, are you your life too quick and busy? Basically, like, you can't actually spell it out, happy birthday, you have to say HBD. But do you want to say terrible? This this tells you that I have, like, issues. Not really. Um... But I will not write on anybody's Facebook wall for their birthday. I'll tell you why. 
because the Did guilt... you not write on my birth my wall for my birthday, no, Juliet, I text... when I did it for you? I texted you. Did text you did text me. I that's texted true. you, That's true. You did. Yeah, yeah. You I, did. Wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. I, would, yeah, I will did. text right, someone. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I have, will have, I have had such guilt about missing certain people writing on their walls that, like, I won't write on anybody's wall. That's sort of, like, my way of not missing anyone's. Okay. That's fine. So I if she told... doesn't text you, she doesn't like you. I don't have your number. <laughs> or she doesn't have your number. I will say, though, I will look and see if, if when it's someone's birthday, if they wished me a happy birth. Because there are some people where it's like, oh, I really liked you in college. But wait, you don't like any of my posts. <laughs> you don't wish me a happy birthday. So you don't wish you don't miss me as much as I miss you. So you're not getting a happy birthday. Do you really miss that person if you haven't spoken to them since high school? No. Then, all right. But I mean... Oh. Okay. Like, okay. Wait, 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 I'm going to jump in there. Am I not making sense? Uh, you are to me. Um, I'm going to jump in. I think, no, but I get really self-conscious on my birthday that no one's going to ride on my wall because I don't ride on anybody's. But um, I do, like, if you're really going to, if you're going to legitimately be friends with someone, you got to exchange numbers, right? Like, if you don't have each other's numbers, are you really friends? Truth. And I'm going to say that I have, like, a bunch of karaoke people that, like, we email, but we haven't exchanged numbers. So I don't know if we're, like, Fully friends yet? Yeah, no, you're not friends. That's not more of like a... Acquaintance. Like an acquaintance situation. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, is it then weird if I like... E- I mean, I totally emailed Max on his birthday. I don't even feel badly about that. Max or Danny, one of them. But like, I don't know, like that's... I feel like that's fine. But like, I guess it's kind of weird. Like, do you need to say happy birthday to someone if you don't have their number? Yeah, I think, I think it's... Because I, I think know. everyone enjoys like seeing little notifications. So like... If once upon a time we were cool, like in college or high school, like I'll, you know, yeah, I'll happy, you know, I'll give that. So should to, I just start as, doing it? Should I like a little bullet? birthday. Yeah, I'll, I'll start fine. tomorrow. First of all, if you, don't you have want to, to, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Though. First of all, you owe no one Be an explanation you. on exactly. why you don't post on their wall "Happy Birthday." Thank you. You do not. But you have the right to be offended if someone does not post on your, you know, like there's like a weird double standard. Yeah. But I, I'm with it. So someone is judging me. No, no, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to understand, okay? Like Is that not making sense? No, no, no. Did that person write on your wall when it was your birthday, like the year before, before you think about even trying to write on their damn wall? I don't know. I would have to look and see. see. That's, that's how insignificant you... it is. So I understand what you're Okay, that's what I'm like, so oh it gosh. doesn't matter. But I will say I, when people wish me a happy birthday, where did this, this took a turn. <laughs> when, when people wish me a happy birthday on Facebook, I do take the time to like, like it and say thank you because I do think it's totally like snobby when people do like the, the blank, like thanks for all the birthday wishes. Cause that's else. what I do. I'm sorry. No, bitch. <laughs> I no, actually bitch. do that They shit. took the time. You I gotta, can... you gotta like take an evening and be like, like, thank you. Even I mean, I will like, like and a thank you. Okay, I, this I, is I this will illusion. That whole this thing. Is that whole, but this is that whole illusion. This is the illusion bullshit that we're talking. Yes, I seriously, know. Paul. Like, 
because I do do that. I know I will like everyone's book because all, that I've means totally, a lot. I've totally okay? done it as well. But I will say, like at the end, uh, I will just say thank you, everyone. It means a lot because it does. It means a lot. But I do take the time to like everyone's. But like, let no, we're no, gonna go. We're let's not go celebrities. Back. But let's go back and talk about my birthday, right? Okay, so my birthday's coming up and. Megan was asking me, she's like, well, do you want to do something with just a few people, or do you want to do something with, like, a larger group of people? And I was like, well, I I, I can't do something with a few people, because I don't want anyone to feel excluded from this celebration. And I know that's stupid, but, like, I probably have, like, maybe 25 people that I would not want to exclude. But beyond that, like... No, everyone that I say happy birthday to, I'm not inviting. I wouldn't invite them oh, to no, my birthday. Of course not. But so then, yeah. so then, do you really care? Yes, because they took the time to actually type the words happy. Like if someone just wrote HBD, I'm not liking and saying thank you. Oh my god, you're selective like, with you. <laughs> yes. First of all, well, no one's ever done that to me. Like I, if, even if I. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse us. Even if I get the words happy birthday, I will like it and say thank you because someone took the time to go H A P P Y space B I R. Especially if there's multiple exclamation points. You like, are thinking too much into wow. this, mister. Yeah. Like, you are real, like, yeah, going into it. Because writing yeah. happy birthday takes no time at all. It's like a two-second thing. Done. Okay. Okay, maybe I'm a jaded millennial. I don't there know. you are. Okay. Exactly. Maybe that's Which, what it is. Con, are you Generation X? No, I actually, I, and I looked this up recently because my boss called me a millennial, and I was like, well, I don't even know what I, um, but 1985 is considered millennial. No, we're considered um But it's more cusp, because yeah. millennial is from 1980 on. 1980 to 99, I think, you're, if you were born in those years, you're considered a millennial. That and I forgot what me. they call... Oh, well, I um, thought it was 84. I thought 84 was, no, like, the cut uh, to, that, like, if you were born any time before... Or, or, or it's 81. Before 81. Or it's 80, no, but it's, it's not... I thought that's what it was too, but it's it's. Huh. I mean, I googled it. I mean, it's maybe the website. Because I'm wrong. angry that I'm not Generation X. If you are you? Get it. Well, Big you, time. well, honestly, where I I say it's the cusp because we, the the internet was not a thing until like we were like almost in high school. Oh like, yeah. And then like oh, full blown that. to what it is now. Like yeah. with iPhones, I was I was graduated from college. So oh like yeah, me too. My my education and my upbringing wasn't really influenced yeah. by technology like it is now. True. So it's it's I, not to you know yeah. digress again, um, but I guess this is our extra long episode. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I <laughs> I were mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have been able to grow up in this current generation, like. I don't, like, all of this social media stuff I can handle because I'm an adult. I don't think as a kid I would have been able to handle seeing what people post on Facebook and how people make their lives look and how people talk to each other. I just don't understand it at all. Yeah. And from, like, uh, an adult's perspective, I think it's a dangerous, dangerous thing to allow children to be put in this position, and I think someone needs to change something because I think that it's it is. More well, I, I, I agree I, with I, you I on agree. that. I absolutely agree. Like, because I would not have been able to handle it if I was in high school, middle school. Yeah. You know, high school. I it's to a have lot. the social media and also like, just like having access so to the information that like like my godson is nine years old and he's had an iPad for like five years now. You know, and yeah. so like, you know, just having access to 
just was, about anything. Yeah. On, you know, I mean, I'm, it's monitored, you know, like my, my aunt monitors it. But, but still, like, I didn't have that sort of, you know, just um, mainline to yeah. whatever I wanted to see at, at a young, you know. Like this summer camp that I run, so it's 13 years old. When we started it, we used to be able to tell the kids, they were like, how old are you? When they would ask the counselors, the counselors would be like, I'm 95. And you know what? They couldn't, there was no way for them to prove that the counselors weren't 95. Obviously they weren't 95. But you know what I mean? They couldn't look it up. Right. They couldn't, they used to be like, oh, are you dating that one to the counselors? There was no way for them to look at it. And now these kids, these can go home from summer camp and look up every single one of their counselors, every single one of their instructors, find out everything about them, yeah, and, like, message them and try to talk to them. Yeah. And that's, like, I don't know. As a kid, I loved going to summer camp, and I loved my counselors, and I thought they were the coolest people in the world. And I wonder how my perspective would have changed if I knew who they really are. Yeah. Does that make sense? I see. My mom has that with her students. Uh, She teaches fourth grade, and there's actually, like, I don't know what it's called, but, like, the school provided it to her, like, a means, like, a message board and a means for, like, parents to communicate with her or, like, send messages and, and, like, you know, like, she's, like, constantly, like, in this interaction with her students, which I, you know... You sent which, a letter home when I was. Yeah, there. which yeah. you know what? So what? That, so the year in between my two years and my two times in New York, I taught high school. And do you know that in St. John's County, where I taught, you had your grades. The parents can see grades the second you put them up. There would be parents that would monitor their children's grades on a daily basis, and you would get email after email after email about things that like calm down yeah like back in our day you saw your kids grades when they got a report card yeah and that was you know what i mean yeah you didn't see what you didn't see what they got on a five point quiz yeah well that's 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 a lot you know what i mean like that's it's ridiculous I think there should be more... You don't need to know everything, everybody. Well, that's definitely a new... um, Well, you know, there's there's theories out there where we talk about, like, how everyone is an addict. You know, being a social media addict because basically, like, all of the dopamine levels in our brain are, like, extreme because that's that's what uh, instant gratification of, like, being able to post something on Facebook and, like, have hundreds of people see it you know, it's, it's an addiction, it's a dopamine, and I think people, you know, something like that is, you know, it's, it's kind of just a side effect of, of all this technology, unfortunately. It is. But I will say this, I know with all, like, the ups and downs with social media, I am grateful for it on the aspect where I, with family who live in different countries, and so I still keep in communication with, and I can see what's going on, whatever, the good side of what's going on in our lives, but we message, and I, and I, I am appreciative of that. And friends who are far away, that's, I will and say I that, totally that is a great, it's a great thing to have. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. like anything, anything that you yeah. take or do in excess is bad for you. So, right. I think just, there's just unfortunately a lot of people... Uh, you know, take it to a very negative place. Yeah. You know, but I agree with you. That's that's one of the great things about it. Yeah. My so recommendation good. to deal with all of that, ready? I'm going to give you all life advice. Life advice from Juliet. When you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, maybe one day I'll listen to my own advice. One, personal dance party. You put on your favorite song, you have a dance party. 
Heck yes. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> Two, you lay against a wall with your feet, your legs up on the wall, and you're tushed down on the ground. Stay there for five minutes in like some sort of meditation. Whatever you can meditate on. I'm not good at clearing my mind, so I like to like, I just like watch like I like see dances is what I kind mm-hmm. of focus on um, because for me that's a way to separate the thoughts out of my mind. Yeah. Number three, do yoga whenever you can. Thank or you. Or Pilates. You're welcome. No, no. No. They're not at all the same. Pilates. Pilates is not at all Pilates the same. Pilates is like just working out, right? The yeah. planks, though. Yeah, but that's it's about so working good. out. Yoga's more about spiritual. spiritual and has a spiritual thing to it, where Pilates is just like I'm working. Oh, out. not just balance. Are you kidding? No. Oh my God! When are we? When are you going to a yoga class with me? Yoga class. Yoga is about centering yourself and and working towards a personal intention or an intention that you are going to send to someone else or to the rest of the world yeah. through your movement. Yeah. You can. You know. You there are physical benefits to it as well, but it's mostly spiritual. Is your mind blown, girl? Because you look like your head just exploded. There is literally a yoga studio that I go to right across the street, and they now have different levels of classes. So a level one is probably their most basic class, which you would probably really, really like, and is mostly about meditation. And So on that note, folks, go take a yoga class. Yes. Juliet, thank you for allowing us to put you in the hot seat. You're so And for like, your yeah. informative advice. X, <laughs> yes. you are the best assistant interviewer. <laughs> Thank you. Give me a hug. And uh, guys, we love you. Enjoy your yes. summer. And we'll be back, uh, you know, in, in the blink of an eye. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Absolutely. Yeah. And a hat. Yes, there you go. Drink plenty of water. And until next time, bye. And wear deodorant. Saying <laughs> it gets hot.